Hey everybody, this is Chris Carfaro from the Make Me Happy podcast, and this is episode one. Being that it is episode one, I kind of wanted to give you an overview about what this podcast is going to be about, and kind of the format moving forward. So, I, alongside my co-host Connor Garrigan, who you will hear from in this episode, we kind of wanted to make something um, that really brings out... (laughs) like the title says, what makes people happy. Um, Mental health is a huge uh, aspect of my life. Uh, I've suffered and still suffer from depression and anxiety, and I originally had the idea of making a mental health podcast. However, I didn't want it to be super-duper depressing every single episode, so what we wanted to focus on is actually, instead of the negative, focusing on the positive, making sure that people um, you know, have a little bit of a moment during their life that they can just kind of forget everything and focus on one thing that uh, brings joy to them. Um, Whether it's today's episode, movies, um, sports, hobbies, anything from food to woodworking, um, just kind of dissecting that, why it's important to us, and uh, just have fun with it, make it loose, make it light. So... Moving forward, we're going to have you, the listeners, um, submit any sort of questions that you have possibly about uh, the day be- or the episode before, what's to come, suggestions for topics of future discussion, and you can email all of those to us at makemehappypodcast at gmail.com. That's makemehappypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'll also probably do some solo episodes just because I'm a comedian and I don't have anything going on. Connor's a member of society, so by virtue of that, I'll just have more free time. Without further ado, this is episode one of the Make Me Happy podcast, Movies. Is it good? We're recording. We're recording. You start now you want me to? You got it. Hello and welcome everybody to the Make Me Happy podcast. I think that's going to be too loud. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Alongside Connor Garrigan, I'm Chris Carfaro, and let's give it up for ourselves, right? This is our first <laughs> inaugural <laughs> podcast. Hold on. Let's close the door. The toilet just does what it wants. Yeah. Can't all that sweet man. Okay. Welcome, everybody. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's do this. Digital podcast time. Huh? Digital podcast time. Digital podcast. <laughs> do, 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 do. All right. Today we're talking about movies. Movies. I love movies. Connor loves movies. We all love movies. I think that it's been um, kind of crazy to see how uh, insane movies have gotten, especially of late. Um, I yeah, don't know man. where we're going with this. Let's <laughs> talk about what we like. And yeah. I was thinking about this. Movies literally might be my favorite thing. In the world. Like. Expand upon that. There's so much shit about movies that I love. Because I was trying to write down like a list. And I couldn't do it. <laughs> he couldn't do it. He just couldn't didn't want to. Didn't want to. <laughs> didn't want to. I've been saying I wrote down a lot of stuff. It's all been lies. It's all been lies. It's all been lies. All these bullets. Because points. I started thinking about like how much I like what I want to write down and shit. And it was just a lot of stuff. So I was like, that's too much to write down. <laughs> I don't I don't have a notebook. <laughs> don't have a notebook. Big enough for what I love about movies. But uh, all right. What do you want what do you want to go over first? I was thinking 
Go. Best. I want to. What do you mean? No, you go. I, well, I wanted to talk about the time we snuck into Pineapple Express. Because yeah. I'll always remember that. Yeah. Yeah. An R-rated movie when we were 12 years old. We were 12? 13? I don't know. I thought we were in like at least 8th grade. I don't know how old you are in 8th grade. 12? Sure. Yeah. We were we were 4 years old. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'll never forget that. And that has all to do with movies. Because we just wanted to sneak into an R-rated movie. That was like the only thing that we had to... That's like, true. We there we live where you literally couldn't do shit. Yeah. One thing, so that kind of ruins something about movies. I was like, I always thought that I loved movies and it was not influenced by anything else. It was just a <laughs> fucking love for movies that I just had. Love of the art form. Nope, I just had nothing else. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't remember any about anything about that except being in there. What was the first um first movie we snuck into? At least I did. I don't know if you guys did it before. It was me, you, and Dylan. And uh, shout out Dylan. <laughs> He's dead. Dylan. <laughs> um, dude, it's not much of a story, but like I remember sneaking in. It was packed theater. That was like the height of Judd Apatow. Yeah. Like it was fucking sold out. Right after Step Brothers. Right after Step Brothers. And we were sitting there, and we found these seats, like, right in the middle, and kind of towards the aisle. And then I just see a flashlight kind of, like, raised by my my uh, peripherals. And I hear, excuse me. And I <laughs> turned my head so fast because I was so scared, and I thought we were getting kicked out. And it was just some guy trying to get through with his, like, phone flashlight. <laughs> yeah. And I fucking hurt my neck. <laughs> I, like, turned fast. I was like, like, how you sleep awkward sometimes, and you get that fucking weird pain. And I remember having that for a few days. Be like, that's my battle scar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember like going in there thinking we were gonna get caught by the movie police, and yeah, you know, our parents were gonna have to come bail us out, pay for like a ticket and a half or something. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. Say, my dad would be upset that I didn't go see the PG movie that I told him we were going to see. Yeah. <laughs> and what you snuck in to a movie <laughs> to fuck movie? <laughs> what was the other one too? I remember. I mean. Now that you mentioned that one, I remember so many movies. Like, remember when we went to uh, Valentine's Day, the movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just a couple of straight guys going to see Valentine's yeah. Day with well, each other. <laughs> I was still on the fence. but uh. <laughs> After I saw the movie, I knew I was gay. Yeah. <laughs> we left because we were like, this is just this is just dumb. Why are we doing this? <laughs> I, we didn't last more than 10 minutes. No. I remember leaving almost promptly as Taylor Swift was going up in the elevator and do you remember that part? No. There's a giant teddy bear that she got from someone, and she's like, "Oh my god!" From I her thought... gay boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I've I've since watched the movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was just. I remember seeing that, and we all look at each other. We're like, "Let's bail. Yeah, let's get out of here." I remember that, and we went to go to try to sneak into the Wolfman. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. We went. Was that the day we went behind? The, the the theaters in that little hallway? No. Do you remember we were, what that was? That was another Jonah Hill movie I think we were trying to see. Maybe it was that day. I think so, because we, we just paid for that. And, <laughs> and we were, were like, like, we saw you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what? I think that day we tried to sneak into that movie first. Wolfman. It was Wolfman. I think that's a PG-13 <laughs> movie, dude. With Benicio? I think it's a different movie, but I do remember this. Thing. I don't know. I remember one. This is great for listeners. 
<laughs> I just remember going to see a movie. Obviously, we weren't of age. Then we went to go to another one, and there was like a little corridor behind the the um, Wolfman is from 2010. Too. Well, you're the one that keeps saying Wolfman. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. No, that's it. Oh, it was? so we had to be. That was when we were 15. That was when we were in high school. Oh. So then I had to. Is Wolfman an R movie? We're 25 if you guys didn't put the math together. Fucking dumbasses. <laughs> Without any context. Yeah. <laughs> so, that could have been that movie, too. Was it rated R? Because if it wasn't I'm rated trying. R, we were just sneaking into it. Yeah, it was rated R. Movie. There we go. Okay, right. so it had to be that one. So, we went into... We tried to sneak into that movie. Then we couldn't. We got stopped. Because we would buy tickets for a movie on the same side of the theater. I'm sure everyone does this. To go into that movie. The R-rated movie. So what they would do <coughs> is they would have the tickets. Uh, you'd buy your ticket at the the booth. And then they would have two separate hallways on either side of the theater. Or the, the building. And then one hallway had six theaters. The other hallway had another six theaters. And then... <laughs> and then... Uh, they would just take tickets on those hallways instead of right at the booth. So we would try to find tickets for the movies on that side of the building. Yeah, we'd, we'd send in a a, a scout. <laughs> uh, I just want to get a popcorn. Go to the bathroom. Yeah, go to the bathroom. And we'd see what movies were on which side. No, it's, like That's what I'm saying. Like I'm explaining this movie theater setup. Yeah. And no one's listening. I'm explaining this to no one. You're explaining it to me. You know it. Yeah, but I'm dumb and I forgot it. So we look to see what movie is on which side of the theater. <laughs> yeah, then we, and we buy a movie that's like Toy Story or something like that. And then we go and sneak into the R-rated movie that we really want to see. Oh, anyway, so we used to sneak into movies because we're badasses. Badasses. Now we're 25. Or we would pretend we were going to the movies and go hang out behind Home Depot. Yeah. And smoke cigars. <laughs> yeah, because that was the only other thing to do. But yeah, I mean, I think that was a huge reason why we kind of started just watching movies all the time. Yeah, there's there's nothing else to do. A lot of people, I think, would find it like nostalgic for certain types of movies um, that they grew up on going to. But I think just movies in general for us, because that's literally what we do every single weekend. Yeah, it was where we going to the movies or we going to the mall. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That sucks, (laughs) but that's what it was. Yeah, growing up in suburbia. Suburban New Jersey. Suburban New Jersey. Gross. I yeah. love New Jersey, too. I want to talk about that one episode. <laughs> I was thinking about, about the Yeah. New Jersey's fucking awesome. <laughs> because everyone hates it. And when there's so much cool shit to do, there's the shore. Yeah, it's so cool. It's so trashy. <laughs> there's mountains. There are mountains. Right next to the city. I think that New Jersey is probably the most geographically diverse state in the country. Well, California. Well, fuck California, though. They have the desert. We don't have any desert. Yeah, but they're also, like, all of the people that we didn't want. What? California is all the people that the East Coast didn't want. I've never heard that before. If that's a real saying, that's so dumb. No, I'm just trying to make a joke, and obviously you didn't think it was funny. (laughs) Because it's stupid. Whatever. Yeah, New Jersey's pretty sweet, though. I love New Jersey, but, like, I like movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about, because I think as we um, 
progressed and as far as our appreciation for movies like mm. i think it was really fun to start looking at different directors um and kind of following their uh their careers and it was cool and i remember being young and just kind of realizing like oh i like all these movies yeah and it's the same director it's like oh Maybe I like this director. <laughs> I think probably the first yeah. one was Judd Apatow, too. Judd Apatow. saw all those mm -hmm. uh, comedy movies. Because first it was... Um, I actually read a cool article on The Ringer all about Judd Apatow. You and, did? Yeah. It's like all these shows and movies he worked on in the 90s. And then his explosion of like producing and directing all these blockbusters. And then that was kind of the end of like blockbuster comedies. Yeah. Like, he, like his movies made $200 million. And now it's like incredible if a movie makes 90 million if it's a comedy an r-rated comedy especially really? that's why deadpool is fucking incredible because it's an r-rated comedy but i mean they had the 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 comic book fan base yeah so they cheated <laughs> well i think what was the first movie they made because judd apatow well like the first one in that string of of movies i think it was knocked up yeah he had knocked up, and then so first he made Freaks and Geeks, yeah, and he was on, uh, he was on the staff for a bunch of like I think a Mel Brooks like Airplane or something like that. That's probably <laughs> completely wrong, <laughs> but it's like something like like he saw because he's very similar. So to he Mel was a Brooks. grip on Schindler's List. <laughs> he was a grip on Schindler's List, and he also was a prop guy on Titanic. A prop guy on Titanic, <laughs> but um. Yeah, so he started like him and Mel Brooks. I was reading, and who, who, the the fucking do you? There's like you told me guy. you were gonna be prepared for this. Yeah, I lied. <laughs> but um, he, like their styles of comedy are kind of similar. How it's like more focused on the little details and situations, and it's more real. It's like real life that you're watching, and but exaggerated, and that's cool. And then he kind of. Started with Freaks and Geeks, and then after that, like it got critical success. He made another show, Undeclared, Undecided, Undeclared. Well, it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> they mean the same thing. They they're, not, they're different shows, though. Different shows. Undecided is about what you're eating for breakfast. Undecided is Undecided. this podcast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right now. <laughs> so he did that, and then his first movie was. Well, his first big success was Knocked Up. I think so. Or was it 40-Year-Old Virgin? Oh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, first, it was Anchorman. He was a producer for Anchorman. Oh, okay. And then he realized... First. Yeah. I don't know. I'm bad with timelines. <laughs> I should have fucking taken notes. <laughs> so he had his comeback to comedy first. <laughs> he yes. had his Netflix special. <laughs> <laughs> and he started... He took a few years off of being a stand-up comedian yeah. and started being a stand-up comedian again. He's like, oh, I'll just make movies now. Yeah, and then he made that show Love and then Freaks and Geeks. Okay, yeah. It was... Uh, so he worked on Anchorman, saw uh, how good Steve Carell was, and was like, oh my God, we can make a movie for so much cheaper. Do you hear that they like didn't want to continue with Steve Carell? Oh, he made he heavyweights. He, was, he made heavyweights? Mm-hmm. I never saw that movie. About the fat camp? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. And wasn't uh, Ben Stiller in it or something? Mm -hmm. He was yeah. the, the camp counselor. Yeah. But I remember hearing about 
how Steve Carell was too much of a serial killer look, and they didn't want to continue with him, but everyone else was like, hey, like this is going to be hilarious. you got to keep going with it. For a 40-year-old virgin? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. At least I think. I could be making that up, too. <laughs> but it's cool. Like, and then that's what he started doing. He started writing movies for these, these actors. So like Steve Carell was incredible in a- Anchorman, and he's like, oh, I'll put him in this, this dumb movie that I have. And that uh, I think Steve Carell actually helped write it, too. Because that was something Mel Brooks told him. It was like, or Leslie Nielsen, I think. I don't know. But it was like, we're just, I'm just literally <laughs> remembering, misremembering things from a fucking Ringer article that I read two days ago. Oh, I thought you wrote it. No. I thought you said you wrote it. No, I read it. And I was like, you don't have the article? That Shout out Shay O'Shaughnessy, O'Shaughnessy or whatever. Or Shay Sarano. TJ O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> I can bring up the article. <laughs> Yeah, you have a phone in your hand. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. Well, I was looking up the movies on like the timeline, but it's cool. And then like, if you think about like all the stars he like kind of not created because they were going to be stars anyway. I Highlighted, think they're all super talented. Brought but, together. Yeah, brought them together. Um, An ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like he created the frat pack. You know. Yeah. It was. I mean. I got, uh, I was doing trivia and I got the members of the frat pack confused with the rat pack. So they were like, uh, name the, uh, TV star who starred on SNL and won like a, a Emmy or something like that. And I was like, just put Sammy down. <laughs> Cause like, it's definitely not Frank. It's way too obvious to be Frank. <laughs> And they go, Will Ferrell. <laughs> Did you find it? Yeah. I mean, you can read the article. I'll send you the article. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to read Everybody it. Everybody go to, go to The Ringer. It's by Alan Siegel. Shout out to Shay Serrano, though, because he's my favorite writer for them. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, it was cool. And, like, they talk about, um, like, Seth Rogen is pretty much a Judd Apatow, like, creation. Yeah. And he's like, you gotta, you just write, write roles for you, and then that's how you'll get cast because you're a weirdo. Mm-hmm. And that's what he told uh, Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel was um, on Forty Year Old Virgin, and he's like, this guy's talented. And he brings Wait, him aside. Who did he play on Forty Year Old Virgin? Not Forty Year Old Virgin. Knocked up. Knocked up. Knocked up. He's one of the friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, like Joe Apatow took him aside. <laughs> God damn it, man. <laughs> I did it away from the mic. They couldn't hear it. Took him aside, and he's like, you're talented, man, but you're kind of a weirdo. You got to write your own shit right now. And so he wrote Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, he wrote that? Mm-hmm. Or was a writer on it, yeah. Turned it into something that he can he can do best. That's pretty cool. And like that's he changed comedy for a while. Yo, you're talking into the bottle and holding the mic away from your face. I didn't want to drink right into the mic. And I got caught in limbo. Yeah, that was that was undecided. The the, the Judd Apatow show. Yeah, <laughs> I personified it. Yeah, in that um, moment. Where were we going with that though? I don't know. It was just an appreciation for oh, Judd Apatow. Different directors. Yeah. Because when I really started to like love and appreciate movies, I wanted to go to film school. I wrote 
scripts that I'll I never see the four scripts. <laughs> I have four screenplays on my computer right now. <laughs> on my work computer, because I do nothing at work, and I just write screenplays. Uh, they'll never see the light of day. No. Um, but, yeah, I started looking into all these directors and, like, just kind of, I, I guess people did that with books like I, i've never read a book but yeah i, I think like people Steve do King. that with books like i remember katie papa reading the aragon <laughs> yo i saw katie papa yeah you told she, me she went she to, one of, one, of one of my shows yeah you know because i'm famous mm-hmm. <laughs> she cutie Uh-oh. still huh i remember her i was thinking like she was very attractive but she was way too smart for me and she just made me feel so shitty about myself. Well, she was at uh open mic stand up show, so <laughs> <laughs> for entertainment. She's not that smart. <laughs> I'll go to a comedy show. What's open mic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um Yeah, but I started following uh one of the first ones that I loved, which I think a lot of people in our generation do is Tarantino yeah like that was like the oh I'm so, so cool fucking trendy it yeah pisses me off yeah I love him so much yeah yeah but he's like oh have you seen Reservoir Dogs yeah yeah you have to be dude. cool if you didn't see Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction like you couldn't go to college you couldn't be in a college frat if you didn't see those two movies I don't think no it did you need at least one poster too. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you need Jules <laughs> and uh what is it Vic or Vince Vega in that one Vic Vega Vince Vega. Vic Vega is... Vince Vega is... Uh, Vince Vega Pulp Fiction. is Pulp Fiction. And Vic Vega is the guy that cuts off the other dude's ear in yeah. Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was... In the Quentin Tarantino movie-verse. And then there's Super Movie Movie-verse, which is <coughs> Kill Bill. Right. The movie's in the movie-verse. <coughs> I could do it, too. <laughs> um, but that was, like, the first person that I think a lot of our generation were, like, we love movies, but we yeah. don't want to watch like whatever comes out, like whatever the big um, the big movie is in the theaters. So we're gonna follow these people, and then that, at least for me, sp- like spilled over into a bunch of different other um, directors, like Aaron, Darren Aronofsky, one of my favorite directors. Yeah, because we all started time. looking up weird guys. Yeah, so exactly. Like, we like this fucking weird violence and these weirdly timed jokes in yeah. Tarantino's movies, and it's like. Darren Aronofsky made Requiem for a Dream, dude. Yeah. We're like, that's weird. I remember. Let's, let's stick with that. <laughs> when I was in a, a sophomore, I like literally dropped two classes because I was like, I need more time. So <laughs> I dropped two classes. <laughs> so on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I didn't have class. Yeah. Everyone would be out of the dorm, and mm-hmm. I literally would just watch every single weirdest movie. I think at that time, Netflix had a category. It was called uh, uh, Mindbenders. And I would just rip through that category. Yeah, like fucking thousands yeah of and I I found Pi. Not Life of Pi, but Pi, like Darren yeah. Aronofsky's first mm-hmm. movie. And that made me a Darren Aronofsky fan when you found it and you told me to watch yeah. it. I still have the DVD that you gave me to watch. Yeah. Because you found it in your basement. I was looking for that, by the way. I still have it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Fucking like, 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> when I was seven years old, I stared into the sun or something like that. And yeah. I was hooked immediately. Like that first line is mm-hmm. just you know okay where is this going he's a math genius right off the bat like you're hooked and you don't even know why you don't mm-hmm. it's not like a stephen king where stephen king book where the reason it's so terrifying is you find out so much about all of these characters and you build a relationship with them before yeah. anything happens darren aronofsky's like 
I'm going to throw you directly into the shit. You have to figure your way out with these characters. And it's like building a relationship in a completely different way. And I'd never seen that before. And that's why I was like, holy shit, this Mm -hmm. guy's doing something right. And yeah, then Requiem for a Dream. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to live and die by this Scariest movie I think I've seen. Yeah, because it's not... It's not like a like oh scariest God. movie. That's not a horror movie. Yeah, because I've taken it's kind of a, what what type of a I call it a psychological horror movie. Yeah, because um, I've taken diet pills before. <laughs> like Jesus, <laughs> I've never seen the refrigerator try to eat me. But like I know. him, I love the Coen Brothers as far Coen as brothers. their writing. So is that concerned. that was something that Kayazo in um what. Christopher Nolan, too. Oh, Christopher Nolan, too. He's like the blockbuster guy, but talk about the... The Coen Coen Brothers. Brothers. That was awesome. That came from uh, that film class we took in in high school. We watched uh, Raising Arizona. Yeah, and I hated Raising Arizona. Uh, That's the worst, arguably their worst film. I don't don't know. A lot of people love it. It's not for me, but... um, Well, Nick Cage is the best actor of our generation. Dude, yeah. Dude, fuck people that hate him. He just goes all in. Yeah, it's like Nickelback. Well, Nickelback sucks. No, they don't. Look at these photographs. I actually uh, read something that the reason people hate them is because their songs are too perfect. Yeah. Like, they have, like, a mathematician write their songs. It's like, what suits a rock pop song? And it's like, Nickelback is what you get from an algorithm. They're good, though. Since they're so perfect, it drives people insane. Like, they're like, fuck this. This is exactly how it's supposed to sound. And just subconsciously, people hate it. Where did you make this up? I didn't. I read this. My cousin sent me the article because me and her have a very strong dislike for Nickelback. And she <laughs> sent it to me. And she's like, this explains everything. <laughs> <laughs> Nickelback's amazing, though. No. Dude, you can't say that Nickel... Like, was that uh, Rockstar? You know, the quintessential... Oh, I'll sing along to it. Like I said, they're perfect songs. Dude, you won't just sing along to it. If it comes on the radio, you will turn the volume up. That's not true. Yes, it is. No, it's not. They're written so perfectly that you physiologically can't not turn the volume. So, Nick Cage. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, dude. But, yeah, so... And then, because before that class, I remember seeing Fargo for the first time. Oh, I forgot Fargo was even a movie. And I was like, there's, like... That was, like, one of the first first movies I watched, and I was like, I have to watch this again to try to pick up on other stuff. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I was like, I've got to figure this shit out. And then when we watched it in class and Mr. Kaizo started like telling us all these different things about it and um, why the camera angles are so interesting and what, what's so cool about the long takes and, the, and the, the dry scenes in it. And it just fucking blew my mind that movies were so complex. And then that's, that's when I went off the deep end Yeah, and just started watching movies, staying home sick to watch movies on yeah. H- when my parents first got HBO. Yeah. Upper middle class, baby. <laughs> Um, I do think every single time I think about how good the Coen brothers are, I'll always remember the time where, uh, I got really into their writing and like how they made their characters speak and like the different cadences that they had in in between conversations. And I remember watching no country for old men and I talked to you about how amazing the Coen brothers were at writing. And then you were just like, Dude, you know that was a book before, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've never been so so embarrassed in my entire life. I think I have a book over there. But uh, I was just like, oh, I don't know anything. <laughs> Cormac McCarthy. 
Yeah, it's right there. I see it. Who made the road? You think that was a good one too? Was it Cormac McCarthy? Yeah. (laughs) Well, dude, I told you I don't read. I've never read a book. That's only all those books over there. I've read two of them. (laughs) (laughs) I have a thing like that in my uh, room too. I have Infinite Jest over there, so I'm a meme. What? What's Infinite Jest? It's David Foster Wallace. It's like who's David Foster Wallace? It's like, I'm interesting. I want you to think I'm interesting. So I read Infinite Jest. That's like the type of book. It's like a cultural thing. Did you buy it just to No, like that? I saw the movie about him that Jason Siegel stars in. Fucking full circle right there. <laughs> and Jesse Eisenberg. And it's about David Foster Wallace. And it's about him going on a tour, a book tour after he wrote that book. Oh. And I was like, I kind of want to see this. I want to read this book. So I bought the book. You bought a hardcover too. Fucking, yeah, it was on sale. It was a thousand pages, so that's not getting read. Yeah, now that I'm looking at all your books, you are like, you're a basic bitch. I'm all over the spectrum, man. Chuck Palahniuk, Palahniuk, right? Fight Didn't club. you do Fight Club? That is Fight Club over there. Oh, it is Fight Club? Yeah. David Fincher. <laughs> there he is. That's another one, man. Yeah, but seriously, him too. Um, I like learning about his story more than anything because he made music videos right well he was on uh i think alien whatever the second movie in the or the third movie in the aliens franchise so whatever that is aliens requiem or something like that something yeah Um, resurrection resurrection it might have been alien um but that was because james cameron did the first two Mm-hmm. And then he did that one, and it was like, sucked. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Like people were, or no, he uh, again. This is all off my memory. He quit movies because he was like, "I'll never work again" or something like that. And then went into commercials. Yeah, and he did like one crazy Nike commercial, um, some sort of like dystopian thing, and then he you know, blew up after that. People were looking at him to direct all these things, and I think... There's music videos too, right? I don't know if he did music videos. I know Spike Jones did all the music videos uh, yeah. for, like, Dinosaur Jr. and Sonic Youth. Um, But, yeah, I think the movie after that was Seven, and then after that, he just fucking blew yeah, seven up. Seven was awesome. Yeah. And that was another one I... Dude, I suck. I think I know a lot about movies, but I do not. And so like, all the knowledge came from fucking basic-ass film classes in, in high school and college. But I remember uh, my professor in college, my film class, it was actually cool. We got to, we would just go meet and watch movies in an old Warner Brothers theater at school and talk about them after. It was pretty cool. But uh, the professor's like, Seven is a perfect movie. <laughs> and he like, loved it so fucking much. And he would say how the camera shot showed the significance of the situation. Mm-hmm. And that one that scene, scene where they're in there mm-hmm. with whatever is the guy from Full Metal Jacket. In the, it's like the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's so not right his, now, or, that's not his original thought though. No, it's not. Well, who knows? Maybe he no, thought of it. I've without. seen so many YouTube things that have that same thing. Yeah. Fuck your <laughs> teacher. But no, but it. Whatever, dude. <laughs> I'm fucking fine. I remember in college, I took a theater class because I thought it was movies, but it was actual theater. Did you really? Yeah. I had to write an act in a play. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of fun. No, I, I, wish I failed I did the class. 
Aww. I told you that story. Yeah. Yeah, I failed the class because my asshole partners didn't submit our thing. You're sure it's all their fault. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Fuck them. Anyway, I'm not I'm not upset about it still. Mm. Holy shit. He was like a David Fincher was on like Return of the Jedi. He was the Matt photographer. Yeah, he played Mace Windu. What the fuck was that? Was Matt no, what? <laughs> He's not black. Yeah, Mace Windu is white. We didn't talk about fucking anything. I know. Fuck it. <laughs> we love movies. We just geeked out for a little bit. I want to talk about indie film films. All right, let's do that then. Because that's that's what I'm into now. There's all these fucking weird indie movies. You want to grab the pizza and bring it in here? I forgot there's pizza out there. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm. I don't care how long we go. I'm just fucking hungry. <laughs> but oh, this is what I I'll wanted to say it. before: how movies are my favorite thing. No, don't, I don't want to bring pizza in here. Let's just we'll do for like 15 minutes. Um, how like it's? I think it's my absolute favorite thing just because of how much it controls different things I do in my life. Like the other day, I was walking back from the train station to my apartment, and it was raining out. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. I didn't have a jacket. I didn't have an umbrella. And I was like, so you should have been miserable. Should have been miserable. <laughs> but I loved it because it was my indie movie moment. And that's what I look for in my life. Yeah. And it was like. Fuck Woody, Woody Allen, I guess. I don't know. But uh, like Midnight in Paris when they're walking at the end mm-hmm. in the rain. Wait, why fuck Woody Allen? He's a great film director. He's a creep, dude. <clears throat> yeah, but so are all artists. All, all great directors. I don't want to talk about that. All great directors are pedophiles. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. Roman Polanski. I brought it up. Too. Yeah, you brought it up. Yeah. You can't just let me go. <laughs> all right. But your yeah. indie 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 movie like it's moment. like prob- it's like it's like movies have like influenced my style yeah. like whatever style i have and like decisions i make and shit yeah. like that it made me a romantic thinker which is probably not good at this point in my life because i can't <laughs> fucking make up my mind on anything <laughs> but that's why i think it's like my favorite thing because it just shaped Movies just shaped who I am. That's yeah. how I learned to be a person, pretty much, was staying home and watching movies. Cause, you know. <laughs> no, but I, I think that you got a really good point there because it's like the I think the way we think in scenes almost, mm-hmm. like our entire life is in scenes, it almost allows, and then I think of this the same way. We were talking about it when we were, we were on the train back from our first comedy gig. Um, it... it makes allows you to live in the moment better and you can appreciate different nuances to the actual moments that you live in. Like I remember being on the subway, just sitting there saying like, Oh, I'm a performer on the way home after a gig. And I was just like, you know, this is a awesome moment. I don't remember how I got onto the train. I don't remember like what happened when I got back to my place, but that moment was just like perfect. You remember that like a scene? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, as long as you can retrospectively look at, because sometimes I think it it's bad. I think it makes me not present because I'm like thinking about the situation. Do you know what I mean? No. Like I'm not in that moment. I'm like zoomed out. Oh, so you're like an omniscient person looking at your own life? Kind of. I get that though, because I've been in like places where I'll be having like a bad time and I'll think about what I look like in that moment. Yeah, it's thinking. Trying to perceive what yourself through other people, I think. I don't know. But I, I think that comes from just 
being obsessed with movies. Yeah. So there's some bad things to it, too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Can they hear me scratch my ear like this? Yeah. Especially because you bring the mic directly to your ear and scratch it. That's a little treat for you guys. <laughs> All right. Let's eat some Pete's. Yeah. All right. Uh, ooh, I got to say this stuff. So this is the Make Me Happy podcast. You could email us any questions, comments, concerns that you have. Uh, also, I would like suggestions for like other other episodes. Yeah, so what we want to do is discuss things that make us happy. Because me and Chris are some depressed kids. <laughs> and we don't want this to be a sad thing where people are listening and it makes people upset. We want people to get into something that we're all passionate about. Which, I don't think we did a good job today. Yeah, we did. But, fuck it. Negative thinker, like I said. Um, but yeah, the whole goal of this is to focus on stuff that makes us happy because... You know, we could all talk about how we're upset about everything and just be miserable together, or we yeah. could focus on the positives. So that's why it's called the Make Me Happy Podcast, even though Connor doesn't want to call it that. It's a dumb name. <laughs> um, even though all he wears is smiley face shit. Um, but yeah, uh, give us, give us, <laughs> give us, shut the fuck up. <laughs> give us uh, suggestions for other stuff that makes you happy. Uh, and yeah, so you could get us. Uh, Send those to make me happy podcast. Future topics. Pizza. (laughs) Yeah. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. (laughs) Cape Cod potato chips. Only food. Only food. Um, Make me happy podcast at gmail.com. You could support us on Patreon. Mean kids. (laughs) Mean kids. Mean kids. They make you happy. Yeah. (laughs) Like mean people people that are mean to you or like little kids that are mean little to kids other being kids. mean to other little kids <laughs> that is funny being mean to kids oh dude one of my favorite things is when like moms are pushing their kids in the strollers just making like trying to make the scariest face at the kid yeah <laughs> it's like who said that like uh uh, Chris D'Elia was like following someone and their kid just kept st- staring at him and he just goes, <laughs> and he's like, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> what else? Uh, Patreon, you need to support us because we eventually want to stop working. Um, <laughs> so it's patreon.com slash make me happy. Uh, if you give any sort of money, we'll put you on a wall of fame uh, for when we have the video podcast, which is coming whenever I get to it. Um, so yeah, come out and support us. There's other stuff too, like you can get signed pictures of us from uh, high school, which everyone wants. Uh, and then you can follow me on Instagram at Chris Carfera. Uh, uh, what's your Instagram? It's not worth it. <laughs> Just fucking say it. Connor underscore G one two one two. But you're right, you know, that wasn't worth it's it. Not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, guys. We're gonna go eat pizza. Pizza.